Hey there, we're those sci-fi guys, and this is that those sci-fi guys show. Just two working dudes with way different lives, different jobs, but a whole lot of love for the science fiction and the fun that comes with. We're your hosts, I'm P.S. McKay. Fresh from seeing Jackass Forever, and yes, it was the sophistic kind of film. Yeah, oh, the sophisticated kind of film that you would expect it to be. <laughs> How are you doing, DT? Well, I'm DT Caveman, and I. <laughs> you will be surprised what the dumb shit you'll see soldiers doing on a deployment to entertain themselves. <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> I've taken a few days off, and. Uh, By the way, Mazeltov, yeah, happy birthday and all. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, as occasion for, for said birthday, I took a few days off from work and I coincided with my brother who works in uh, the service industry uh, with a big restaurant that he had the day off today, too. So we went out and uh, saw Jackass forever together. <laughs> it makes sense. You're both jackasses. Well, yeah, I mean. I thought that was the common common uh, uh, consensus among the neighborhood. So <laughs> there were there were others. There were others. So I will say it was everything you expect a jackass movie to be. Uh, wholeheartedly recommend it, and I do recommend that you go to the bar about thirty minutes before showtime. So. <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> Look, I, I'm not saying that some of the things I've seen them do is not amusing at times, but four movies? Oh, man, no. They And they've made Jackass 2.5, Jackass 3.5, and they're definitely going to have enough footage for Jackass Forever 0.5. I can guarantee it. Oh, I know. I've already uh, heard you know. that they're planning another one. Remember, because because Jackass Forever will be followed by Jackass and Robin. Oh, goddamn! Yes. We I walked right into that. I did. I didn't even it, see it happening. It just came to me. It was so good. <laughs> I could you, not resist. You, do you feel good about yourself? I feel great about myself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then, and then, well, after the movie, it, by the way, it was an hour and a half of nonstop laughing and giggling, honestly. And I, I in no means try to pretend that I am a mature individual. Agreed. I pretend to be. <laughs> I pretend to be, but I do not say that I am. Uh, Textbooks, so, narcissism. Uh, Agreed. No, I am not a narcissist. I just pretend. I I, I pretend to be sophisticated, but I do that, not say I'm sophisticated. <laughs> that's hypocritical. That was just one of my favorite lines from <laughs> Iron Man 2 because it was a really good line. <laughs> it is. It was. So, um, anyway, so after after... After we saw the movie, we went and had lunch, and we talked, and we had a great time, and then I was convic- convinced that, because I have a PS5 now, that I need to do Call of Duty Black Ops, the zombie edition for multiplayer, which is a thing. Really? 
You're going to talk it's, to me about Call of Duty. I know. I It's zombies, though. It's zombies. How many zombies, zombies did you... How, I'm sure it was a few, but how many did you meet in the Middle East? You <laughs> Probably try pulling, less than what you, you see try, You try working 30 hours straight. <laughs> oh, I see where you're going. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Coming off of 12-hour patrols, you know? Oh, I've met plenty God. of zombies. That is true. That is true. So that is what kept me until we started recording tonight. So I apologize, DT. It was a multiplayer game where, where my brother kept me on and a friend of his from uh, our town in, in uh, Rhode Island that we moved to after the neighborhood. So I know. I feel like I'm cheating on you. I Can apologize. I explain to you what a true first-person shooter <laughs> is? <laughs> Uh, no, you don't have to. Honestly, anything you say, I will take as gospel. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, it's okay. When I was, I, I freely admit playing a version, an earlier version of Call of Duty on my first deployment. Oh my god! It's bizarre. It's bizarre, but <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I never understood. I mean, I know, I know, service. Servicemen have to get their their uh, their energy out, and playing video games is a good way to do that without video expunging. Was... Yes, it, video you games. Don't have to you don't you you know you don't have to go anywhere. It's a good it, you know it just keeps you stationary and safe, and, and you feel I don't know you, you feel like you got something done a little bit. Um, I know I don't personally feel that way, but. The idea of playing Call of Duty when you're on when you're on tour, I don't know, man. That that feels like it's well, too close. Well, the to earlier hold. the earlier Call of Duties were like all World War II based, so yeah, it was like oh, killing Nazis. At least we know <laughs> the kid was kind of ironic. It's like, well, at least we know who the fuckers are here. <laughs> yeah. We know who the bad guys are. They wear the gray uniforms. This is true. This is true. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Well, well how anyway, are you doing? How, things, how are things with you and in your universe? I'm doing well. Uh, had a couple of late nights over the last couple of weeks, a uh, couple of days at work. The weather's kind of thrown everything out of whack because in addition to the big snowstorm we had a week and a half ago, Friday, we had a big snow, sleet, and ice storm, which screwed up a lot of my work, and which, of course, spilled into this week. My brother and I ran into a a couple of uh, women at the bar who were from Massachusetts, Hopkinton. Hopkinton. That's a little more Western. Yeah, and and they were talking about how awesome it was where we are now. Like, um... They were just saying we just had an ice storm. It was miserable, and oh yeah, well coming out from the uh, from from that, yes, I can get I can get behind that. Yeah, but uh, you know, I had somebody asking me a question about that today. I'm like, well, you know, when you people, yeah, I heard some of the people at work as, oh, I I want to transfer down to Florida or Texas or something like that. I'm like. 
been to Texas. I'm done. I'm I'm okay. <laughs> I'll go back to visit, but I, and it's like and it's like I it's like, but it's so cold up here. I'm like I re- just remember I volunteered to come to move back. This is home. Mm-hmm. Because they're like why? I'm like all right. Some of the places I've been have you ever opened an oven on full blast to take something out? <laughs> That's what it's like walking out your front door from your air conditioning mm-hmm. to 120 degree heat. That's what it feels like. Oh, you know how sometimes you get a nice cool breeze. It helps you cool off on a warm day. Yeah. They don't have those in, in August in Baghdad. No, they it don't. Feels like, or Texas. It feels like you're, it's feel, <laughs> in, in 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 the desert it feels like you, you stuck your face in front of a hair dryer on high mm-hmm. oh, yes great. yes yes <laughs> that, that, that onslaught of wind yes yes so apparently i moved from you know i spent time in tatooine and now i'm converging on hoth hoth <laughs> Which is basically seven months out of the year. So. But. Well, very good. And you're 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 working on uh, relocating the family, which will be happening soon after. Yes. Full year, which will be nice. We'll we'll figure it out. We're, we're making progress, but more details to follow soon, I'm sure. Correct. More details so. to follow. So. That being well, said. Good. We have a good topic for you guys today. It's one that uh, kind of fits, it kind of piques a couple of my interests. Obviously our sci-fi background and my love of music. So, Oh my God. Today we're going to start, our discussion will be about some of the best scores in sci-fi. Yes. Because, and you know, we're going to have to be careful because this can go deep. Um, but there's a lot of great scores and soundtracks <laughs> to the TV shows and movies that we've watched. And a lot of the ones that we've discussed here have all had very, dis- most of them have had very distinct and mm-hmm. very, for the most part, very strong uh, music that go with them. Right. Now, I think, and we didn't discuss this off off mic, so, you know, bear with me. I think the best thing we can do is you do three and I do three. And if we feel like we need to do a part two, we can do a part two. I think we may need to do a part we two, might, my friend. We might have to do a part We might have me... to do a deuce. So... <laughs> well, I mean, the two major franchises alone... Star Trek and Star Wars are absolutely loaded with phenomenal music. I'm not even thinking of Star Trek and Star Wars. That's the issue. Like that's that's the kicker. So, um, so what I think we should do uh, is this fair? We keep Star Trek and Star Wars out of it this time. This time, when we go to part two, which I think we've now just. (laughs) Talked ourselves into. <laughs> we just did after the Book of Boba Fett review, by the way. So. Yes. <laughs> or do we want to push 
Book of Boba Fett to no, next we week to, to allow. We need to, do, we need to do Book of Boba Fett right away. You're right. We're probably going <laughs> <laughs> to. I'm probably going to publish the Book of Boba Fett right away. Like, instead of keeping it until Sunday. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, but, it has the opportunity to be interesting, but. I've got I've got three oh, and sports way, that I want to share. Is, that is really good too. I know. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> so, all right. So you go first, and what we'll do is I will find the music because I got the microphone. Yes, please do. Uh, well, let's see. I'm going to go ahead and start with Babylon 5. Oh, man. Okay. Which had some very fascinating music. Um, I think the uh, composer, Christopher Frankie, quite good. Now, I'm more partial because it had a different theme song. Here we go. Let's do this. Oh, never. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry, I don't want to do an ad. Here we go. Ten years after the Earth Minbari War, the it, it talks about. I mean, there's just no way to take it out. To prevent another war by creating a place where humans and aliens could work out their differences peacefully. It's a port of call, home away from home for diplomats, I think we could have skipped the intro part. There's still they're still talking in it. This is the story of the last of the Babylon stations. The year is 2258. The name of the place is Babylon. A scant 200 years, 230 years from now. So that was that, a good sample. That was, that was season one, and it was altered a slightly for season two, but season two and season one had basically the same theme song. Mm-hmm. They changed it each of the following three seasons. Ah, uh, good. Were you talking about one of those seasons? No, actually, my prefer- preference was the that one. I okay. liked that one the best. All right, good. Followed closely by season five, which had a very hopeful and kind of a regal sound to it yep um i enjoyed that the seasons three and four had a little bit darker tones to it which makes sense because they were in the the midst of war two really yeah so it was uh the music accompanying scenes was always strong so what did you like about it? Because we got to talk about, about the mechanics of it. it. It was very, it was very synthesized. It was, but it wasn't overly. Like it didn't sound like something just a computer made. It sounded like there was a hand in it. Okay. Yeah. It was. You had several levels. You had like 
kind of a lower thrum to it as well as you know like uh some bass and then you have some higher almost it almost tried to sound like horn like brass yeah a little yeah. bit yeah but but still heavily synthesized like it, they right. they went the computer route in the same way they went with the graphics right and which I mean, is why that show I think bucked it, most trends. It, it, I think that's why it fit well together. Yeah. Interesting. You know, uh, they... The, the theme is very much, it fit the show. Okay? You, have, you know, there's sometimes where you're like, no, the, the movie <laughs> or the music doesn't seem to fit as well. Yeah. You know? But I really enjoyed that. That had a very it had a strong theme song, mm-hmm. um, particularly some of the ones which had a more martial tone. I want to say season season four had a a almost uh, like a very like some. Like uh, the the same kind of I think the some of the the shadow sounds the screams the bong that that was uh, that was before uh, Christopher Nolan was a thing where they had the bomb yeah but it was that screech that the shadows had that I think were through with something similar would would kind of come through the in season. Four. There, I, mm-hmm. I remember that there was definitely like a sinister vibe. I just remembered that I heard Windows 95 default sounds being used in the soundtrack of Babylon 5. Like the, the, the guitar sound that... Uh, you, you, I, I can't point it out, but I... I remember playing through all those sounds that were on the library there. And that was explicitly used. One of them was explicitly used in uh, in a scene. And I remember that because uh, exactly... I, I've got a good ear for sounds. I don't have a good eye for faces, which is another whole thing. But, um, yeah. Well, and in the background, you know, they had a lot of synthesized futuristic music going on in the background and like the the bar and the bazaar and the public areas yep you know yep so there was there was a lot of that to it of uh, there was like the one episode that ended up with like the gospel song <laughs> that followed <laughs> the narn yeah, you chasing down it. some yeah. centauri to it was pretty. It was a strange juxtaposition uh, of of theme and music and everything, but the the composer did a very good job through the series. I'll say this: if he had come back and done Crusade, I think that would have made Crusade even better. I think the the music in Crusade was just strange. Interesting. Yes. It's a lot of like empty 
sound. Hmm. So. No, I, yeah, I get it. I get it. That makes sense. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I respectfully disagree <laughs> with the choice. However, however, I do not say it is a bound, uh, bad soundtrack. Not at all. I personally have my own tastes, and my ne- my next three are going to have a very specific theme to them. Don't don't look at me with daggers. All right, I'm not putting down your choice. Okay, <laughs> you're looking at me with daggers like I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm not <laughs> like... looking at you with daggers like I'm going to kill you. I'm. It's more of a question of your sanity. Oh yeah, sure. Which is much better. It's it's not a violent thing. <laughs> no, no, there was a split second where I'm sitting here going, do I need to call a, a backup here? Um, you didn't get the people's eyebrow. You're fine. <laughs> not yet. Um, okay. So I'm going to start off with, all right, I'm a sucker for horns. I love horns in a soundtrack. I feel like that there's not enough horns in a movie. So, spoiler alert, all the soundtracks that I'm going to provide, these next three, are going to have horn-heavy situations. Got it, you're horny. Let's move along. Why do you have to be so uncouth about it? I just like walking you into traps. <sighs> All right. Anyway, you name it. I'll play it. Well, I'll play it. You name it. No, this is yours. You're supposed to tell me. All right. This is the Captain America March. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> We got it. We got to We got to let it build up a little bit. Okay. All right. I could listen so. to that all time and I freely admit I have it. I have it in my <laughs> Okay. I, I do too. I, if, That's how if, I played it. So if COVID didn't restrict the amount of people I ha- would have had at my retirement <laughs> ceremony in the fall, that would have been my entrance theme. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it because that was a the music. They nailed the music. It was forties. Uh, very forties. Very forceful. Very. We need to rise up. It was very patriotic. And and just show what we can do. That was what that song did. Like, we need to show the best of us, and boom, we're right there in your face. It was so good. Um, Winter Soldier also had a great theme, too. Yes. I don't know if Alan Silvestri did that one, though. No, Alan Silvestri also did The Avengers, which is a phenomenal theme (laughs) soundtrack in its own right. But the Captain America, it just, well, I mean, 
you know who I am. I used to watch ah. all those old World War II movies. Yep. You know. Uh, did you my, have you, my did you see a man named Joe? Or a guy named Joe? I've met many guys named Joe. Oh, no, the movie, the movie. No. Oh, all right, whatever. My grandfather was in the National Guard band here. And he loved big band music. Mm-hmm. He loved military marches because he was a musician in the band. And so I have this deep-seated appreciation for that. And I love that soundtrack. Oh, it's so great. I mean, it's it's such a great callback. It's faithful to the time period. And it just it just fills you with inspiration. Like just when you think just when you think America's down and out, he comes back and he's ready to fight for the Avengers. And and when they show when they was that also was that the end theme? Yeah. Yeah. And all the like vintage, like, you know, art deco and, yeah. Yeah. and the propaganda, you know, mm-hmm. the you, we want, uh, I want you and, and the Rosie the Riveter kind of things, mm-hmm. like the symbolism of the time that America, you know, we got to rise up and fight for justice and freedom. And uh, I got to say, as cheesy as it was. <laughs> The Star Spangled Man was a great <laughs> song. Okay. It, it it was. It was very 1940s USO show. Okay. It it was perfect. I mean, uh, the, the the first Avenger does not get enough love, I think, oh, in no, the Marvel Cinematic all. Universe. At least it didn't originally. I think it's gotten some reappraisal. Um, I, for one, actually kind of like Steve Rogers' hybrid cap uniform, the leather jacket and the you know World War II helmet over his. I, I agree with that. That was based good. off of that was based off of the um, the Ultimates, uh, the Marvel's Ultimates from an alternate universe uh, that they that they. Uh, started up in the 2000s like they kind of updated right. all their marvel characters and stuff well needless to say the music was very strong in that entire movie oh yeah i think because it, it really dove into the period and that that nostalgia that those those you almost got a vibe like you're watching one of those epic uh 40 you know movies about the world war ii that kind of would come out in the 50s and 60s Mhm. Oh, it was so great. And, but it and, also and, had like the color scheme. Yep. It was also just very like you look. Oh, it's like you're looking through a Norman Rockwell or a yeah, uh, yeah. You know, an enlistment poster. It was that kind of brightness that you know. But it, and it went with the music, kind of like what I said with B five. The yes. music really gelled with it, and I know this was a <clears throat> choice. So please dive in a little more, but you just have to pick one. I love. Honestly, you you got it. I mean, uh, uh, what you were saying was it, it, it you got the Norman Rockwell look or the filter, if you will, with the music and the time period. And then you hear 
certain movie directors, <clears throat> Roland Emmerich, talking about how Marvel movies are ruining the movie industry. Roland Emmerich. Fuck the guy you, Roland Emmerich. Didn't he do Independence Day? Yeah. No, fuck you. Didn't like, he do Independence Day Resurgence? Yes. All One right, of the worst got... movies ever. And he's yeah. sitting here. Judge, you know, judging us for liking Marvel movies, which are never bad. There, there are some better than others. Okay. Don't get me no, wrong. The MCU ones are never bad. There's been some terrible. No, Marvel. okay, you're right. You're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. But that was what my point was. I mean, oh God. Look, Independence Day had a pretty good theme too. Baxter had yeah, a really by good Dan theme Arnold. Too. That was that was written by Dan Arnold. Which is not on my list, by the way. So, but that that was horn that was horn heavy too. Actually, uh, you'll, I think you'll notice some very military type have that horn and drum beat to it. Oh, I, I'm a sucker for horns. I can't uh, just it's the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, that we was know mine. Which, we we know which other franchises use horn very strongly in their <laughs> themes. At least some of them. Yep. So that was me. How about you? What, what what's your deal? Next, uh, number number three. Well, one of the uh, a great iconic theme. Another one that kind of it's a great follow up to yours. The music that matches the hope of the movie. Superman the movie from the what was it nineteen seventy eight. With John Williams' theme. Oh. Okay. Hold on. Oh, good Lord. Let's see. Superman the movie. This one's a Superman theme song. Here we go. Nope. Hold on. That's an ad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this, this Horn. is quintessential. Yep. I love this. It's a slow build. Give it a minute. The build up, the build up, the build up, the build up. Wait for it. We need to do the chorus, though. We need to go. I'm sorry. We need to do the, go to the reprise. So give it a second. Yeah. yeah. All right. Like another no, one. No, no. Hold on. Okay. Give the violins a second. This is another. This is a hallmark of bass. Uh huh. All right. 
you know, I know when, it, you, it, when it. you think <laughs> about it, when you listen to that, you can you can tell that it's the same mind behind the Star Wars theme and Indiana Jones. You can hear if you start listening to them all, you can kind of hear similar themes in them. Yep. Because they all yep. have the some bombastic, and then they have the soft parts and kind of the middle. Very. Uh, if if our our listeners and viewers out there don't know, just I love John Williams' music. The man is a genius. <laughs> Has to be him and John Philip Sousa, the two greatest composers in American history. I will say I have the privilege of seeing John Williams in concert conducting the L.A. Philharmonic at the. um, It wasn't the Greek theater. It was something. It was up in the hills and it was a it was wonderful. I mean, John Williams, it was in 2016. So it was almost. Oh, God, it was six years ago. Jesus. Um, the man? He turned 90 today. What's his birthday? Today Boy, is his birthday. This he turned was a great 90. coincidence. Happy yeah. birthday, John. <laughs> I know you said you're stepping down from doing Star Wars music, but I hope you've got maybe one more, one or two more really great themes for some, uh-huh. for some movies still up your sleeve. Oh, my God. I, I mean, it just is just... He set the standard, and if you hear it from him, because the way he talks, the way he talks during the concert, he'll explain how he came up with the, with the theme, for the movie. Like he talked, the way he talked about it when he was doing Star Wars and he was creating Leia's theme, which was, oh shoot, do you shall okay? I'm gonna play Leia's theme real quick. Ah uh, ah uh, uh, no. No. Okay. We've, so the way he describes Leia's theme is like it's two two people falling in love, Luke, and like they embrace and then they kiss and then there's a quote unquote eruption, and that's how he played Le- Leia's theme. And then he goes, George never told me that they're a brother and sister. <laughs> He's like, but I was stuck with the theme at that point. So. <laughs> well, it was still so good. And I, I mean, when you listen to Superman the theme, you can get that same hopefulness like you get from mm-hmm. that Captain America theme. Wouldn't be surprised if Alex Silvestri maybe even used that as a as kind of like an example, because True. in many ways. The Captain America movie, much like the the Superman movie, really kind of highlighted the roots of the character. Yes. That all-American boy roots kind of thing. Yep. The underdog, the, you know, Cap was the underdog. Superman was always the, (laughs) he was always the the super-powered guy, but with that small-town kind of humbleness to him. Yep. Which is what no, that's was true. made, and Christopher Reeve nailed it. Well, it was a it was a dichotomy of character, right? Which is what you're going for. Like you got Clark, right. humble humble roots, 
Which is what you get in the music, too. You can get that. Yeah. The bombastic, soaring Superman. And then you have, like, the down-to-earth. Yeah. While, while, he's, while he's sitting in wait, basically. Right. So oh, I never thought about it like that. That is, that is, that adds a whole new meaning. And it's just so good. Oh, it is. It is it's so good. I remember growing up and not and thinking that the Superman theme song was too similar, if not the same as Star Wars. <laughs> I was five. <laughs> There's a lot of similarity. There's a whole lot of similarities. But there, I think in structure, there's similarity in structure. Yes. But wholly different style, almost. Yes. Yes. They both have their bombast at the start. Well, no. Do you think? I'm sorry. Star Wars starts with bombastic. Yes. But you have like the slow build, which was kind of almost like Superman. As you know, Clark Kent becoming Superman kind of thing as a build. You're you're absolutely right. Do you think that if those two soundtracks were done by different people, same soundtracks, that one would be suing the other? No. You don't think so? I don't think you can sue over structure. Ah. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo's been paying a lot of money to to Paramore and a whole bunch of other uh, people for structure. It, it's still... I mean, who's Olivia Rodrigo? Oh, my God. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't care. I just... I think, I think they're different and distinct enough. Okay. All right, that, that's fair enough. That's because no, one enough starts slow and builds, the other starts, boom, from the beginning. You know, so mm-hmm. there there might be some similarities here and there, but probably something that would get thrown out in court. Okay, all right, all right, my turn. Yes, your turn. All right, all right, here we go. <laughs> Back to the future, baby. Wait, is this John Williams too? No, it's Alan Silvestri. Oh, he did Back to the Future? I think I love Alan Silvestri more than I love John Williams. Well, he's clearly jumping into my top five. Think he was already in my top five. Look at how horn heavy this is. You got the you got the you got the violins underlying everything, and the horns are over the top. I here we go. Here we go. Violins. I just can't stop it. It's so good. Okay, and now we're in... Now, okay, so... 
But man, that that I would have to say is probably top three soundtracks of all time. It's a good one. I still all I time. I wouldn't for me. I wouldn't place that theme. It's a good theme. In fact, I mean, how can you place them all? How can you place them all? But, but I would I I would still rank that solidly behind Star Wars. You and, would not be wrong. And and um, Superman for me, but it's a good one. That is oh, a, good a good one. That dichotomy, really the dichotomy of the horns and the strings. The strings are the underlay, and you got the horns bombastically saying something is happening. We're gonna have a great ride. Basically, the, the I strings... think that's the musical equivalent of Great Scott. Oh, it was, it was, and the strings they brought this, and it, this is later in the movie. And but it's stuff, also but a fun you had the theme. strings bringing the the love theme and just it was just so well done. Oh my god, it is it is a fun theme. Which the Back to the Future movies were very fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is a it is a fun theme. Because it was a fun movie, right? Yes. Yes, I introduced my wife to it. Not my daughter. That that might be something to do here soon. Well, uh, we introduced it to to McKay Jr. He liked it. Uh, I think he'll like it a little bit later. Uh, the problem is, like, all the TV shows now deal with, you know, time loops and stuff and... Like uh, Gravity oh, it, Falls, and it was I mean, an original idea exactly. Time travel had been done before that. It was just fun, and it I was, think it was done in an accessible way. Right, it was fun. They had yeah. some good cameos. Man on the street time time you know travel where you go back and you meet your family, and I don't think that had been done much before. Well, it had it hadn't been done much, so or to much exposure. It was, it was good. It was, it was, a, it was a great movie. It was a really good soundtrack, and the power of love was pretty good. Huey <laughs> Lewis in the news, man. It's hard to beat Huey <laughs> Lewis in the news. I'm sorry, you're just too loud. Which was great. It was that was for the time. You know that was that was a funny joke. You know it's it and. <laughs> you know why he did this this song too? Why? Because he turned down Ghostbusters. Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got the hook. We got the hook. <laughs> so he turned down Ghostbusters. Yeah, and Ray Parker Jr. got sued because the theme to Ghostbusters was was. Kind of ripped off of Huey Lewis in the news. I want a new drug. Really? Yeah. Is there a comparison on YouTube about it? Oh yeah. It, it even starts it with a little bit of. Well, it even starts with like almost a little bit of a scratching, like oh, violin. Oh boy. Yeah, I think, but I, 
I think because it was some ugly press, I think is why Huey went and did uh, a song for Back to the Future. It was a great call, too. It was a great move. It was a great song. Interesting. Yeah, no, okay. All right, all right. By the way, I don't count this as my... No, uh, it's not. Absolutely I, not. I don't count it as, as a, a movie choice, but the Ghostbusters had a great soundtrack, too. It, it it completed the zeitgeist. The, the it, music it infected... was good. It it had some kind of ghostly sounds to it, but mm-hmm. and of course everybody remembers Ghostbusters, which yeah. was which was a really infectious song. Absolutely. And the horrible version that somebody did in the 2016 reboot. I mean that was that was the worst part of the movie was this atrocious version of the song. There are a lot of worse parts of that movie, so. Uh, you know, but that was, yeah, that, you don't butcher a classic, that's awful. Yeah, you know, you just, you don't acknowledge the classic, and then remake the classic. The way that, I, that's a whole other discussion for another day. All right, anyway, your last choice for the night. I'm st- I'm 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 torn, you know. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. One of the greatest theme songs of all time. I swear, if you pick what I have for my last one, I am gonna freaking freak out. I I gotta go with Indiana Jones. Ooh, that's not mine. Good, that's a good one. And it's got it's got sci-fi and fantasy kind of tied yep. into it a little bit, you yep. know. Clearly more in the sci-fi in the fourth movie, but you know the mystical side that the, you know the 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 mythology. I think Indiana Jones can fit that in here. You know the supernatural. I think fits our vibe, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And again, another John Williams. I'm not. I am a John Williams fanboy. I will not lie. He did Jaws. You know, <laughs> Star Wars. Indiana Jones, Superman, the Olympics. <laughs> uh, John Williams actually recomposed the Star Spangled Banner for the 2004 Rose Bowl between USC and uh, Michigan. The one you were at? The one I was at. Well. And it was fan-freaking-tastic. It was amazing. It was amazing to see that man Well, do what he did. And I... here's Indiana Jones. Nope. <laughs> I forget. YouTube has ads all the time. <laughs> well, you got to pay for your content. Mm-hmm. Horns again. Horns. Again, I don't think you can go wrong with horns. Strings will give you heart strings, but you know horns I, will give you bravado. I absolutely love this song. And of course, it has... This one, kind of like Superman, has a little bit of a slightly lower intro and then it goes into the contrast. And then it drops that down. Yep. And if it goes on... Brings it down a little bit. If it goes on long enough, it goes into kind of like the love theme 
in the middle before it goes back up to the yeah. But this Even is what's center. actually called the Raiders March. Mm-hmm. And here's the march. You can hear the drums. Can you just picture like a plane flying? Oh. The, 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 the map dots connecting. Yep. Uh, absolutely. I can picture the whip. You know what I think? The only one thing I would have liked to have added is uh, the whip punctuating some of these. Spots. <laughs> it would have worked too well. There's a xylophone in if you didn't hear it. I know. But that was unnecessary. There's still a xylophone in here. You know, couldn't you just hear the whip kind of... Yeah. But I'm cheesy. All right, I think... <laughs> I mean, the, one of the, that... the, the best... The absolute best adventure stories ever told. Indiana Jones. And, right. it and you know what? It, it told it through the song from start to finish. Exactly. And you know what? Anytime you hear that song, doesn't it just make you look for a leather jacket, a fedora, and a bullwhip, and, <laughs> and want to go exploring? Tell me that does that I've, does not motivate you? Is like I could be an archaeologist. I've honestly looked at fedoras um, to bring them I back. Honestly, have one. Uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised. Well, needless um, to say, I'd been Indiana Jones because uh, I got a brown bomber jacket too. So <laughs> I, I've been Indiana Jones once or twice for Halloween. If I if I were to own a leather jacket, it will be the Rocketeers leather jacket. Oh, that had a good theme too. Oh, is that God. John Williams? No. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. that was I? I did. I'm on my second one, right? I'm on my second one. You're on your third. This is my second. I just had three. Are you freaking kidding me? Hold on. What were my three? What were your two? I'm on my second one, right? This is my second one. Captain America. And and then... um, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Okay. So I haven't done my third one yet. What is your third one? I haven't, I'm not going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it in Jones first. I haven't done mine yet, okay. right? Well, yes, we'll do that. Okay. If we need to extend to four, I think we can do that. No, we're not going to extend to four. But, uh, I but think we can pull it off. We can do part two. No, I think we can go to four because I think we oh. know what we're going to cover on part two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, um... Okay, so part, uh, so my third choice was, I'm, I'm looking for it, Dead Air. Dead Air. Dead oh, wait, air. we're not done. Are we done with Indy? No, well, it, only if you want to be. All I'm saying is Indiana Jones is, is such a motivator. And it follows a lot of the John Williams-ish formula, but it still has a slightly different approach. It doesn't have quite as long an intro as Superman does. And it does go into, you know, there is that. It's called a march. There's definitely a march theme to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. These these songs, you know, are very evocative of adventure and intrigue. 
and exploration. And I, I will say this. Excuse me. The intro. You hear that. It's like hearing the little like pin pricks before the start of Star Trek. Yeah. You know. Um. Bum. Right. Yep. Or, you know, there's something or like the slow horn sound for Superman, you know? Yep. But, you know, there's there's plenty of other great examples of like just a quick start that, you know, <laughs> before you dive into the main theme, you know? I I learned this and I'll never be able to fix it, but. I, uh, as some of the audience knows, I went to USC where um, Alan Silvestri and John Williams. Well, no, Alan Silvestri went to John Williams is a friend of USC and the cinema school that I minored in. I was allowed to walk the cinema school graduation. But I mm-hmm. chose to walk my major which was psychology however psychology school did not have their shit together when it came to the graduation ceremony but the cinema school did and you walked to the indiana jones score to get your diploma (laughs) which i did not do i did not do at the shrine auditorium where they held most of the oscars in all of history so yeah. Anyway. Well. My life again, is still Thanks again, friends. John Williams. All yes. right, man. What's your number three? All right, my number three, and this is this is a hard tie. If we're gonna go to four, this is a hard tie with number four. All right. The last starfighter. Porn heavy. Star Wars. No, not Star Wars. It's very clean, very marine esque. It's a good thing. And then you bring the vi- the, the, the the strings in. To pull you in. They spent a, a lot more for the soundtrack than most of sci-fi movies at the time that this movie was made. They were able to do it because they used CGI ships. Which, I mean, listen to this. This is... And then they go into the love theme here and everything, but yeah. So brilliant, brilliant soundtrack. Probably one of the best top three. I will say it's top three. I will say it could beat out Superman. I could say it will beat out Star Trek. Or Star Wars, it's top three. It was one of the best soundtracks out there. 
I mean, I, I've already explained everything. I mean, they they spent all the money that they would have used for the models for the spaceships on the soundtrack because it was cheaper to use. It was cheaper to use CGI. Fair enough. And we talked about with small ships with the, the gunfire or what was it called? Yeah, I don't remember either. What, like our starfighters? Yeah, it wasn't a starfighter. The starfighter is the 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 pilot. Um, I think it was gunfire or something. Uh, I thought it was gunstar or something like gunstar. That. Maybe it was gunstar. Um, but using CGI, they were able to to free it all up. But oh my god, it was a mediocre story with a a, a super A plus soundtrack. And my God, I honestly think that that is the only reason why The Last Starfighter is still in talks today. Like, it's still in the backs of people's minds. Because that soundtrack was so good, so well orchestrated, pardon the pun. Um, it just, it just, it left a message in the zeitgeist. Well, as, as, you're not you know, wrong, my friend. Honestly, right? Uh, so anyway, I'm done. I can't. I can't say any more about it because it's so good. I mean, all of these songs I've used so far, I've used for songs in my Fourth of July fireworks party. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> do me a favor. Tell me what number four is, since you're so tied. Tell me what it is. Uh, it is um. The Rocketeer. That is a good one. Another one that's very evocative of 40s. One that I didn't think of. Are you, do you have a number four or no? I do. I do. All right. Well, let me, let me do the Rocketeer real quick. This is by James Horner. Oh, he's a good one. Did he do Jurassic Park? No. That was Williams? That was John Williams. Now, he's different. He's using xylophones mm-hmm. and a piano. Like this is this is the big thing. He likes the piano. He likes the xylophones. We're gonna examine later when it gets bigger. But the guy who directed this movie also directed Captain America: The First Avenger. Yes, absolute Joe Johnson. <laughs> Uh, here, here's, here's the, here's the violin. Here, here's the strings. I will place this above all the others, except for Blast Starfighter. <laughs> Reminds me a little bit of the Band of Brothers. Thing. This was probably used in promotions for everything. It was a good one. I like this. Alternative it's, strings. It's, it's very understated. It's very Disney. If if you're going to if you're going to analyze this movie, The Rocketeer, I suggest you watch it first. I did. And I then, watched it last in the in the fall. Good. And then I I suggest and to our audience that you watch Red Letter Media's 
analysis of the Rocketeer, a re-review, which they just sing its praises. I rewatched it, and I really enjoyed it. Apparently, it didn't hit well enough because it was so close to the Oh, here we go! Here we go! Build up! Build up! Build up! They play this. They play this at Disneyland, by the way. I've heard it. You got the horns. You got the strings. I mean, it, this song runs the gambit. You got the piano. Uh, it just—it's. I know. Okay, I'm gonna wrap right it up there. in a second. I, I'm wrapping. I'm wrapping it up. Nope, wrap it up now. This is the longest we've gone. <laughs> All Good right. Movie. Very much enjoyed it. That is a very nice theme. It's pretty. Nice pretty uh, all right i will accept that but but i mean it's not overly bombastic no it's hopeful it runs the gambit of all the instruments too there's no one favorite there's no one favorite theme it uses each instrument for its strength to give that proper emotion because mind you this is the overall theme of the rocketeer so like all these like little instruments were used for a longer period during each scene so we're seeing we're hearing the summary of the movie in that theme there does that make sense it does so not to sound overly like profound which i'm absolutely not at this point but (laughs) what's your your final one it, it's, it's you look pretty hesitant. cut and dry. Oh. <laughs> the, the theme song so, from the Avengers is so good. Oh my god! Okay, you the, know the original, that, the first Avengers, right? But it played in it. Parts of it played in every single Avengers movie. Like they they played a, a, a kind of a slow mm-hmm. build version of it when Cap shows up to save Wanda and Vision. And he comes from oh, behind absolutely. the train. Yeah, the whole yep. the whole theater went batshit crazy. It's building up. Yeah. Yes. Alan Silvestri. Do you feel the power in the music? Oh, yeah. Horns, there's electric, there's um, percussion. That's Thor. That's Thor. <laughs> no, that's a percussion, right? Yeah, absolutely. That kind of electric vibe, don't you get that? Uh, yeah. Iron Man. Symbols. Listen to the symbols. That's all connected. Yeah. Oh, 
And I always picture the scene of them circling around the original oh. six. Yep. <laughs> what I liked what I liked a lot about this was not only that it did return in each of the three other Avenger movies. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Which is great because a lot of movies nowadays you get you you knock out a great theme song and then then they do something else for the next right. movie. And I'm not saying you need to redo it. Like that is one of the great things about the the Star Wars trilogy is that when you heard that sound, you knew you were getting Star Wars, right? Yes. But I get it. Uh, but this is there's that's when you can feel the power, right? And I swear there's little hints of the kind of different Avengers in each one of those. Yeah, you know? it was an ensemble that came together. Yeah, it was. It's just so good. That always gets that that build, you know, dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. You, I can kind of feel it a little on the back of my neck because I'm like, shit's going to go down. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Didn't they use that theme? Didn't that start building for the Avengers Assemble part during the uh, during Endgame? They'll start popping on the portals. Didn't well, that... it was the portal. No, I don't think that they did the portals. Or was that I don't when think they, they charged? Did. It was when they charged. So portals was its own thing when yeah. all hope was lost. Oh, which I that's... think there was. I think there was a little hint of certain characters' themes as they started. Yes, appearing. each character as they appeared, their themes like were chimed in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them. No, but it was so well done, and I gotta say, it got dusty in the movie theater, and it oh, got yeah. dusty a few times in my living room every time I've rewatched it. <laughs> so, yeah. and and it's no, it's it's very awkward when McKay Jr. comes in walking. Hey, can you help open my my water my water bottle to go to bed? And I'm bawling. As I'm seeing all of these, all this backup come through the portals for Captain America. <laughs> and he's standing ready to fight Thanos on and his army alone. I was bawling. Wow. Like, <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, oh, I know. I, you're not alone in that. It was, <laughs> it was a great it was a great theme. The, mm-hmm. the the whole music his his whole music to the whole movie was really good. Um, you get some different of the hints of that big score throughout the movie. Yep. You and of course it was reused in both uh, Age of Ultron, Infinity War, and Endgame. Yep. To one of the better versions they did was again during the rescue, Cap Cap Falcon and and widow rescuing uh wanda and vision was a great scene as they come oh, in oh yeah they just start whooping ass on these it aliens. was it was cap it was i mean as soon as cap was available in in that moment in scotland and when that train went by you're like okay they're gonna be all right and it was by the way captain america saving the two most powerful avengers ever 
Yeah, that was like, pretty. <laughs> that was pretty. That was pretty badass. Probably Captain America, the, the most underpowered the, Avenger ever, who has superhuman che- strength. The the two biggest cheers in that theater. That <laughs> was when Cap appeared there, and then when Thor appeared in Wakanda during that movie. <laughs> yes. <huge> yes. <laughs> moments. Uh, you guys are screwed now. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my number four. Now, I, I will say this. I have a couple of honorable mentions that we don't need to run the music on. We can just want to throw it out there. Ghostbusters, which we already mentioned. Yeah, it's an honorable did. mention here. OK, Jurassic Park. Another really good one. Yep. Honorable mention. Jumping to the small screen. We've already discussed it. The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. had a phenomenal theme song. That was so good. It was was so so popular that NBC somehow got the rights to it and was using it on Olympic coverage. No, I'm going to play that one. Hold on. I'm going to find it. That deserves it. Come on. It does. Another really good one, Firefly. Oh, yeah. Not, but that one wasn't so... But it was exact. It was. It had a little bit of that eastern, and a little bit of that uh, wild west music going through it. It did, and but it, it was, wasn't like overwhelming. It no, wasn't. It, it wasn't was very, grandiose. But it, it gave you basically the entire plot. You know, the point of the show. You know? Oh, how can this? This is this is an Alan Silvestri. I bet. I think it's a Dennis McCarthy. Oh, yeah, this would be Dennis McCarthy. He did Star Trek a lot. I want to say it's a big name. I can't remember. So this is Briscoe County Jr. This is good. This is really good. Are you looking it up? Uh, I am. Because if I've got to do this. We we also have to discuss. Another great theme song. Jack of all trades. We already did. It is a music episode. (laughs) Randy Edelman. Randy, uh, he did, he did, uh... Gettysburg. It was so good. Really? So he did Briscoe County Jr. and Gettysburg? Yes. Gettysburg was amazing. It was, and you can get, you can hear a little bit of you that can. vibe. He did the, Oh, the, my God. All right, so, through Firefly, another one that's kind of in one of those, uh, uh, Short-lived shows was Sequest had a great theme, and particularly Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Jack of All Trades. Yeah, favorite son had a favorite yeah. <laughs> Second time we're playing this. <laughs> There's a man dancing on two peg legs. One peg leg. One peg leg. Give him a second. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> tin whistle. Very good tin whistle. Very good tin whistle. <laughs> Damn, Damn right. right. <laughs> you and I, you and I, are, we are way too simpatico on that. <laughs> it's just such, it, it, it makes it made me in my role. The first time she watched the show, she was like, "She must have thought you were out of your damn mind." <laughs> she laughs her ass off. She thinks it's hysterical because I got her. I think I got her on Discord first. And when she liked Briscoe, okay. I figured she might appreciate Jack. That that can give you an in. That can give you an in. Well, but if Briscoe you're... was at least somewhat serious at times, you know. There was Hercules was somewhat serious at times too. Hercules had a great theme. Yes, actually, Zena. I would say I would say Zena was better, but I we can't like talk Zena about Zena that Zena. now. We can't talk about that now. We can't. Uh, are we really uh, going to talk no, no, about no, no, these? No. These are just honorable mentions. So honorable Hercules mentions. and Xena, yeah, great. Sequest, I thought had a great theme, too. It had a very nautical sound to it. Yes, yes, know? it did. Which of course makes sense. It was about a submarine. Yes. Um, Exo Squad, great theme. Oh God, so good. Exo Squad was. I could give you a list of my favorite TV show theme songs. <laughs> 90% of them probably wouldn't even be sci-fi or fantasy. I There's know. There's some really good I ones know, out there, I too. Know. But we've got a few that cross into these weird realms, like pretty much anything with Bruce um, Campbell, of which got... we just named four TV shows that featured Bruce Campbell <laughs> in one form or another. We've got a true Sophie's Choice here. <laughs> That's why these guys all fall into the honorable mention. Did you like the Stargate theme for the, from the TV show? Oh, it was one of the best. Like, honestly, that was what... It wasn't the story that drew me into Stargate SG-1. It was hearing the music that they were using for Stargate SG-1. It felt cinematic. <laughs> and I was drawn in. You're laughing. You're, no, you're laughing uh, about that. I, I'm but... actually laughing about another honorable mention I have. Okay, but I'm just saying... I love the Stargate one. theme song. That was by Dan Arnold, too, I think, actually. Actually, it was. It was by Dan Arnold, so, who did uh, uh, um, Independence Day. Um, yeah, that Independence Day had a great theme. Yes. It really but, did. It, it, it had a, a kick-ass score. But the And it wasn't Dan Arnold who did the rest of the theme for Stargate SG-1, but it was so grand. Oh, it was Joel Goldstein. It was the son of Jerry Goldstein who did the Goldsmith. Star Trek theme song. Goldsmith, sorry. Yeah, Joel Goldsmith, who did the rest of the, the SG-1 soundtrack. And he was the son of Jerry Goldsmith, who did the theme of uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture. Well, which is, of course, we will discuss in part two next week. I, I I gotta tell you, man, we had some some of the shows that we've had that we've talked about. Quantum Leap had a great theme song. I played that. I already yeah. played that. Yeah, 
That had a fun theme song. Um, Heavily synthesized. You know, Space Above and Beyond had a very militaristic... That was military, very percussion-oriented. Yes. Yep. Wasn't bad. Wasn't a bad one. Um, what else have we done? Uh, you know, some Terra Nova had kind of like a... was a little bit like a... It, it almost sounded to me like a, a mix of... Like Jurassic Park mixed with a little Sea Quest. It was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad theme. It was very, like jump through a time portal. That's what it kind of felt like. Yes, yes, it did. I'll tell you um, what had a great theme or had a great opening theme music that under you that underscored its opening music or uh, its opening narration was Supergirl's first couple of seasons. It had almost a very um, Superman, the movie kind of vibe to it, as she yes. would give her narration of coming to Earth. And I mean, it was, but it was very hopeful and when whatnot. When she was on CBS, that and like its first season on the uh, on the CW. Yeah, okay, I can get um, it. I I I haven't watched anything after the second season, so yeah, it had a pretty. It, it was pretty good. Um, just the music that went along with it. Uh, I don't know. We could we could do this all night. There's been some pretty fun stuff that kind of fall into our realm. I mean, and I have to mention it. Game of Thrones had one of the all-time. One of the all-time best. Was it the theme or was it the visuals that came with oh. it? It was both. It was both. It had to be both, right? It I wasn't had, one or the other. It had to be both. I, I I put it on my iPod, and I don't get to listen. I don't get to watch the visuals. Are you serious? It is just wow. that good. There's a great YouTube video. It's like... I disagree, but, I mean, whatever floats your boat. I'm. It's fine. So, listen to the Goofy movie. You, 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 you want to you see a so. neat video? Go and look up... Um, it's like it's like legendary guitarists do the Game of Thrones theme song, and it's like Brad Paisley and like Henry Rollins, and uh, obviously the guy who did it. It's a it's a great video. It's like he- heavy metal guitarists and rock guitarists and Brad Paisley with the creator of who with the composer, and they're all like doing different guitar riffs of the song. Damn. It's just really All right. cool. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. They'll give you a new appreciation for the song, too. Oh, sure. Yeah. But I, I just, you hear, you hear that song, and you automatically, you're back in Westeros, you know? <laughs> I mean, the... Uh, I don't want to be in Westeros. The Lord of the Rings music in the trilogy was amazing. Okay, well, we can't... All right, no. we, we've reached a point where we can't talk about more theme songs now. No. I think next week we've got some... Well, we've got the major franchises to dive into. <laughs> the two cornerstones of our discussion pieces because there's also some really good individual ones, not just the famous ones that everybody knows right. that come along with them. And I think the. We do an episode on those two, and I think we'll be good. I think so. That works. 
All right. So that is the ultimate end at this point. So <laughs> anything I else you want to add? I knew you'd change your tune. What do you mean I'd change my tune? What do you? Go ahead. Is that, is that a weird joke? That's a weird Always. joke. God damn it. <laughs> Why did I ever start this project with you? Honestly, <laughs> like. Because <laughs> you love it. Oh, God damn it. All right, so that's the end. And ultimately, you guys keep dreaming. We're going to keep working a little bit more. So long, folks. So long. Definitely keep listening. And we'll see you on high ground. Yeah. Actually, yes. Yes, listen to that. Those Sci-Fi Guys is an independent broadcast by Alpha Site Productions, produced by DT Cavman and PS McKay. Music courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. For more information on upcoming episodes, follow PS McKay on Twitter at PS McKay, or go to thosescifiguys.com for past episode information.